Hi, this is Mark Sevy with Plot Points Podcast. I'm with uh, my friend and uh, sometimes collaborator, author, screenwriter, Christopher Styers. Chris, how are you today? Doing good today. Yeah. The wind finally stopped. Yeah, we had we get the these wind events in California called the Santa Ana Winds, and uh, I actually think there's been a couple movies written about them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're. Ha- I mean, you know, any dev- they call them the devil winds because they're so usually so hot, um, yeah. and they really bump the temperature. Like it could be 60 degrees the night before, or 40 degrees even, and uh, the day the next day it could be up into the 80s or 90s. It's 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 quite an yeah. interesting phenomenon. Anyway, yes, with that has settled down, thank God. Uh, we are uh, coming to you from Southern California where both Chris and myself are writers. Uh, I primarily deal in scripts, and he has had m- a lot of success with novels. He has his own website, ChristopherStyers.com. Um, he's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Smashwords, Goodreads, a whole bunch of other places, um, so check him out. Um, so uh, let's see. We don't have any real big uh, events happening. It's Valentine's Day is coming up, but uh, I don't. I don't, not having a significant other, I don't have any, any, uh, uh, any reason to celebrate that. What do you been, I mean, what have you been working or let's, let's talk about watching. What have you been watching uh, lately? Anything interesting? Rewatched a couple of movies that I had, one I hadn't seen before and a couple others that I hadn't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Silverado. Oh yeah, what a classic. Yep. On, uh, and I watched Any Given Sunday. Oh yeah. Are you watching, are you celebrating football? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's the 13th Super Bowl. And I watched a uh, movie called Marshall. Oh yeah, about the uh, yeah that was a tr- that was a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the movie is about when uh, Thurgood Marshall was working. Oh, that Marshall! I thought you were talking about the Marshall football team. Okay. <laughs> oh no, no. Okay. Uh, I was a movie about Thurgood Marshall about when he was the only lawyer for the NAACP. That well, that's Chadwick Boseman too, and he, I, yes. I love that yeah. guy. Yeah, um, yeah. I, uh, I thought, it was, yeah, I thought you were talking about the football. I thought this, the football team that died in a um, in a plane yeah. crash was Marshall University, um, yeah. and I thought that's the one you were. I, I can't remember what that movie was called. Um, I, anyway, I think it was D.R. Marshall. Yeah, we are maybe that's probably you're probably right. You're probably right. Let me let me look it up real quick. It take a second. We are Marshall. You're absolutely right, Chris. There you go. And it had starred uh uh Matthew McConaughey and Matthew Fox and Kate Mara. I didn't realize that. And Anthony Mackie, who's uh, right now he's in the Marvel universe. Cool. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's good stuff. I've I've watched uh, I've been watching so I got BritBox to watch one show in particular called Taggart, which yeah. is which ran for 27 years. And my goal was to kind of suss out the the progression of the 
because when it started, it was pretty, it was 1983 or something. And, but I wanted to see the, the culture and the changes. And so I'm up to season seven. And, um, unfortunately, apparently from what I was reading, the main character, Mark McManus dies in 1994. So I'm also curious now to find out how they change because the whole series is based on this detective named Jim Taggart. So I'm going to see, I'm going to, it's interesting. I can't wait to find, I, I mean, I feel terrible. He was, um, he was a good actor, but, um, anyway, I don't, I'm, it'd be like doing, uh, friends. No, I don't know what it would be like doing. Um, I don't know having the main character die and then switching over, but it lasted another, what, 20 years after that to 18 years. So they must've done something right. It's pretty well written. That's oh, And then I started the father Brown mysteries. Which I oh, did, okay. which I didn't think I was going to like, uh, but I do. I am enjoying them. They're really kind of simple, straightforward, draw, uh, kind of almost tea cozy mysteries, and uh, they're well yeah, done. Based on, uh, um, book series. Yeah, absolutely. Which I didn't. Have you ever read any Father Brown mysteries? No, no. Yeah. So that's that's occupying my time. But I just um, I just added a whole bunch of movies to my. Uh, to my uh, wish list uh, on Amazon Prime, and I'm going to go through Netflix. And I, I, I've, I've been dying to see Day of the Jackal, um, mm-hmm. and I actually would like to watch Eye of the Needle, which are two older movies. One's with Donald Sutherland, Day of the Jackals, with the uh, French, where it was the uh, plot to assassinate De Gaulle. So yeah. I think we've even talked about him. So anyway, I, there's just so much great stuff out there. It's hard to keep up. Um, I haven't watched anything new lately, but I'll probably get into that too. Okay, well, let me uh, give us another prom- promo here. We are Plot Points Podcast. I'm with uh, Christopher Styers, ChristopherStyers.com, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, just everywhere. Books are books are his last book. Silken Swords is up for sale. It's a terrific uh, no, uh, three-segment uh, novellas, right, of uh, his yeah. his world, his Thurian, Thurian Chronicles world. And um, you have some stuff coming up. Yeah, right now working on the, the copy editor for uh, Deep Desires Press just sent me, finished up my latest novel, mm-hmm. Desire and Witchery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got to go through that and see what she suggested that I need to fix. Oh, okay. So you're you're back at the editing process. Yep. Okay. On that. Yeah, I. Um, well, so that's what you're. That's also well. So that segues us into what you're working on, which is your that book, which is which is hopefully come out sometime this year. And yeah. uh, what what else are you working on? Uh, I'm doing the research. For a uh, uh, true story script, I'm reading a lot and surfing a lot, and on the on that story and finding out as much as I can. Right, yeah, because the old saying is, if you steal from one person, it's plagiarism. If you steal from many, it's research. So yes, uh, yes. so we're doing we're, we're all always doing a lot of research. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I pretty much consumed with. Um, doing a the the process for doing an ebook is different than print 
right. for one thing, the table of contents, which in an ebook is all clickable. It's all hyperlinks and all the hyperlinks in general. That's why if you, if you read an ebook and they have the entire URL spelled out, it's because in a print book, you can't click on anything. So, um, and then the size is different. Like the typical paperback book is six by nine. Um, there's a whole bunch of, oh my God. I'm so tangential to that. I'm learning more about Microsoft Word than I ever imagined because that's the way that, um, you know, uh, Amazon likes to get print books. Um, I'm stunned at what I don't know about Word. Um, so, and, you know, in my defense, I, I used Word Perfect for, for many, many years and I still love Word Perfect, but there's no doubt that Word does a better job on uh, table of contents and things. So I'm actually looking around to take a course in uh, Microsoft Word just to be able to deliver my print book, uh, version, my print version. Uh, in a bit, in a better way. So we'll see how that goes, but uh, that's, that's consuming me. And then once that's done, once I get the print book up on Amazon, I think I'm going to take a break on writing a book and go back to doing some screenplays. I'm, I miss, uh, there you right, go. yeah. So. Anyway, I hope you all out there in, uh, in uh, podcast land are working on your, your book or your screenplay, whatever. Um, I have some, um, I have a seminar coming up. This podcast will drop on Friday morning, ho- hopefully if I don't forget. And I have a seminar on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock uh, Pacific time on script writing that you guys are all welcome to attend. It's free. You can go to meet up and look for Orange County Screenwriters Association. You can go to the ocscreenwriters.org website. There's a link and a registration form there. Or you could go to scriptwritingclasses.org, which is another one of my websites, and, and sign up there. So you have plenty of opportunity, and it's on Zoom. So if you, if you have to register in order to get the Zoom link, it's sent to you automatically by Meetup and also by the websites. So go to ocscreenwriters.org, uh, scriptwritingclasses.org, or meet up OC, the uh, meetup group for OC screenwriters and register for the seminar. And then if you're interested in a screenwriting class, my intro to screenwriting class starts on February 10th, which is a Thursday night and will run for, it'll run for a total, it'll run for nine weeks, but it'll only be eight sessions because we have a spring break in March. And I, I don't, I don't know, Chris, I, did you, did you enjoy the intro class? You took the intro class. Did you enjoy yeah. it? I did. I learned quite a bit. Yeah, good. Um, I thought I knew certain things and, you know, I'm going, oh, I was doing that wrong. <laughs> um, I learned quite a bit from it. I, and uh, I will recommend your seminar on the 29th. Yeah, you've been to those too. You, I remember one time you came, actually came in person. It was great. We were doing it at the Orange Coast College. Um, and you walked in the door and almost fell out of my chair. It was great to see you. So, cause you live, a, you live a distance away. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in person, that feels like a different century. Yeah. <laughs> it was two years ago, at least two years ago. So yeah. yeah, I'm working now on getting a physical classroom, but it's, uh, it's tough. Not even, 
I think OCC is still not even doing uh, in-person classes. That was my last, my last, uh, college. So anyway, so we're plot points podcast at plotpoints.com or Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon podcasts, just you name it. Also, you can find, uh, find us on, um, the, there's social media on Facebook and, uh, I think I can't remember if I have a Twitter and uh, Instagram page for the podcast, but I do for other things. So you can go to ocscreenwriters.org and find a lot of that information. So uh, a recent film, Being the Ricardos, got me focused on Madeline Pugh, one of the staff writers for the hit show I Love Lucy. Born in 1921, one year after the woman's right to vote was recognized, Madeline grew up at a time when many thought the proper place for any woman was in the home and not pursuing a career in show business. In high school in Indianapolis, Madeline got bitten by the writing bug when she also served on her high school newspaper as co-editor with sci-fi legend Kurt Vonnegut. She started her professional writing life by writing radio spots and progressed to a higher level of radio writing in California when her family moved there in the 40s. Meeting Bob Carroll, one of three primary, one of the three primary writers for I Love Lucy when she worked at CBS radio proved to be one of those life changing events that lasted over 50, 50 years. Pew and Carroll wrote for Lucille Ball's radio show, My Favorite Husband, for nearly three years under the guidance of Jess Oppenheimer, who would become the executive producer and head writer for I Love Lucy. Together, they created the I Love Lucy show which is one of the most successful television shows of all time, running for six seasons and 180 episodes. At its peak, it had between 40 and 60 million viewers, more than triple the most successful shows in today's markets. They also did The Lucy Show, Here's Lucy, The Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz Show, and Life with Lucy. Pew wrote and produced many other shows not directly involving Lucille Ball, including Cochim Klan, a Polish remake of I Love Lucy, and Alice, a highly successful show that ran for seven years, which also garnered her a Golden Globe Award. Nominated for three Emmy Awards, Pew and Carol were cemented as Hollywood hem- heavyweights almost from the beginning of their careers. Pew had numerous other nominations and awards singly and with Carol, and in 1992 was awarded the Writers Guild of America Patty Chayefsky Award for Television Achievement. All in, the team of Pew and Carol wrote more than 400 television episodes and 500 radio shows. Two movie for two movies, Forever Darling, and Yours, Mine, and Ours also grace Pew's resume. What strikes me most about Pew and got me thinking about her was not her writing, although that was superior in all ways, but rather that she was a minority in a male-dominated industry. A line in Being the Ricardos brings this sensibility into focus. So the scenario situation is they're in the writer's room, and uh, Bob Carroll says something to the effect of, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to pitch. Madeline says, but I pitched it faster. Bob says, by interrupting me. Madeline says, how do you think I got to be a woman in a comedy room? Delivered as a joke, that had serious overtones, intimating the struggle that women of the time, especially in Hollywood, were going through. The fact that Pew continued her career for five decades successfully speaks volumes about her talent and drive. Madeline Pugh, a.k.a. Madeline Davis, a writing and producing pioneer, was credited in for 181 episodes of I Love Lucy and worked as an A-lister from 1951 on in an industry notoriously tough on women. She's mentioned in Being the Ricardos as the funniest woman in the room, and if any of Aaron Sorkin's dialogue was even close to being true, she was. 
she was also fierce and as large or larger than anyone in the room. She never backed down and never compromised who she was or what she was or what she knew. She broke the mold in more ways than one, writing and then actually doing the physical comedy she wrote for Lucy. She said, the worst one was trying out a unicycle. I ran into a wall and hit my head. We decided it was too dangerous. Pew was an inspiration to all writers who aspire to chart their own life's course despite having the world leverage against them. She died in 2011, leaving not only a legacy of insanely terrific material in several mediums, but also of paving the way for today's writers. So she was pretty special. Um, yeah. You know, you saw being the Ricardos. She comes across as being very strong in that movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, she does. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Uh, I, I I don't know how much of that was true and how much of that was Aaron Sorkin's imagination, but he gave her some really good lines. Um, I was kind of surprised that her and Bob Carroll were so contentious in the in the movie, but in fact, point of fact, they actually dated for a short time. So I don't I don't know how much of that relationship in the being the Ricardos movie is true, but I I I think we would both recommend that film. I don't I don't know if. Yeah. I don't know if the audience listening knows who I Love Lucy is or Lucille Ball or Desi Arnaz, but they were definitely television pioneers. We are Pop Points Podcast. We're not going to do a top five list uh, this week because I wanted to do the uh, writer profile. But Chris has uh, some a question we can we can do real quick. Uh, what's what was the question that we were talking about, Chris? Okay. What kinds of skills do you have that make you a good screenwriter? Um, that's a great question because there is one overwhelmingly right answer for that, as far as I'm concerned, which is I never stop learning, or I I never want to stop learning. Um, now you and I started, I started in, in screenwriting in the early nineties. Yeah. You started writing way before that. Uh, but our lives have changed so much in the intervening years and so many things have changed about our lives that it's impossible for us to maintain being a writer in today's market without being up on the trends and what, and technology and the social media and all that other stuff. Now, I'm not saying we have to have TikTok accounts and, and dance around, but we really have to know stuff. We There's no way that a writer – how do I put this? Most writers can't fake it. Most writers have to understand what they're writing about. So for me, the idea that I'm an eternal student is the most important aspect of who I am as a writer. I'm curious, same as you. I know you and I have talked about stuff, and the next thing I know, it shows up somewhere in you know you you post it on your facebook page or some social media or we talk about it but i'm always on google i my family calls me mr google because when i'm at in a in a social gathering at home uh my sister's house or my other sister's house or my other sister's house or whatever um i'm if somebody comes up with something and says i wonder if blank whatever that is and i look it up so so for me, the, the, the most important skill that I have is being curious and being, I think you would agree on that, but also on being a reader. Read, I read everything. I read 
the backs of cereal boxes. I read newspapers if I can get them. I don't subscribe to any anymore, but I see them laying around. I read them. You know, whatever's around, I'll ask. Sometimes my sisters get, they get all get Reader's Digest. So I'll ask them if I see something particular interesting. So I don't know. Um, you, you haven't, what, what do you think your most important aspect is? Some of it's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never stop learning. I'm checking out other things. I'm reading constantly. Um, but part of it, is a passion I've had since I was young. Mm-hmm. To tell stories? I want to be the one telling the story. Yeah, you know, the funny thing about me is I don't ever think I ever, when I grew up, I didn't want to be a writer. I was, I wanted to be, I was a musician. That's what I wanted to be. And uh, writing came to me very late. So I, I don't have your, I don't know if I, I, I do now, but I did not have your passion for storytelling when I first started writing. I found, I think, my true calling. Screenwriting is still one of the things that, well, you and I have optioned a script, so it's not something you still have to accomplish, but it's something I think you want to accomplish on your own. All right, well, we're going to sign off as soon as uh, Chris gives us a uh, writer's quote. Do you have a writer's quote for this weekend? Okay, this one's from Christopher Nolan. Okay, terrific filmmaker my real interest is point of view deciding what's the point of view we're trying to express whose eyes are we seeing the story through Hmm. that's a good uh, that's a good quote and that's what i always tell my students is your your focal character is the one your main character usually but the one that's going to tell the story to your audience so Chris Nolan knows what he's about, definitely. Him and both him and his brother are are very highly successful. Great quote. Thank you, Chris. We are Plot Points Podcast. You can find us at plotpoints.com or on any podcasting uh host. You can there's we're we've been on iTunes forever or Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google, Podbury, Podbean, all, all of them. My co-host for a lot of these is Christopher Styers. He is at ChristopherStyers.com and also on Amazon book. Uh, he's got, I don't know, how many books? Seven books, Chris? Yeah. Seven published books and a couple more. To, yeah, a couple more to come. You should put together, yeah. did you put together a book of short stories? No, I haven't done that. You should do that. Either that or just publish, publish, publish them individually for 99 cents or something like that. All right. Well, for Christopher Styers and uh, myself, Mark Sevy, and for all the men and women of OC Screenwriters, uh, be inspired and do good work. Mm-hmm.